if from the beginning for your child it's not interesting, not push them. Like give them choice. They can choose anything. Why belly dance? Because you want this. Because parents want this. No. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Baladance Live podcast. I'm your host, Jana Komarnitska, and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Baladance art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast sharing how much their experience with BDE pushed their dance career. You can have it too. Join one of the BDE experience intensives and get the training and experience of performing in lead and ensemble roles open for Raksharki and Fusion styles. Details and training materials for the casting are available at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes, joinbde.com. I should be honest that to a certain degree, I feel kind of lucky that we have recorded this interview a few weeks ago. Because the conversation that you are about to hear today was recorded the very early November when Ukraine already experienced uh, electricity shutdowns, but they were not as crazy as they are today. Honestly, trying to arrange any interviews with Ukrainian artists uh, today is literally a question of lottery because uh, you never know Will you have electricity or will they have electricity, internet coverage, sometimes even mobile coverage? From my own experience, there were two days I personally couldn't reach with my parents and not to mention to do a now one hour interview with someone. So I do appreciate on one side our luck that we did this interview and I'm very happy that we did interview and you're about to listen amazing story from amazing dancer today. And I appreciate that we did it kind of in a good timing, but at the same time, it's kind of crazy to even think or talk about this problem of not having electricity half of the day, or there was an occasion that was like two days, uh, there was no electricity almost all over the country. But on the brighter side, I'm very happy to introduce our today's guest, amazing, bright, shining, Anna Chipets. She's a young international star from Ukraine who traveled all around the world with shows and workshops, won multiple international competitions and has been judging at numerous events. She is the winner of Ahlan Vosahlan Festival in Cairo in 2017 in the Master Professional category and prior to that in 2014, 15 and 16 in other categories at the same festival. At the age of 12, she was invited to teach at Ahlan Vasahlan Festival. Wow, 
Today, Anna is a co-organizer of Bagheera the Way to the Stars Festival, head of her own dance school, and is an inspiring teacher for many dancers in Ukraine and around the world. In our today's conversation, we talked a lot about her personal journey in dance. She started at the young age of eight years old. It is a typical situation in Ukraine that children are very active and engaged in ballet dance, and many of them even consider ballet dance as their potential profession. I would rather say their parents consider it as opportunity. And Anna is literally a bright example of this. She started very young, and it transformed naturally transformed into to her profession, which we also covered in our today's conversation. She also started teaching other children very young, and she continues even now today, and she is already professional, advanced, uh, mature teacher. So she shared some insights into her process of how she uh, approaches teaching children, and specifically dealing also with students parents, because sometimes it may be even more difficult than dealing with young children. And of course, since her path, her own path was marked so much with different competitions and different uh, contests and events in Ukraine and around the world, we of course covered this topic and talked about both about bright and dark sides of ballet dance competitions in Ukraine and around the world. So all this and more as usual in our today's conversation, please don't forget to screenshot and share it and uh, share your thoughts or what got you inspired after listening or curious after listening to this episode. Don't forget to share it on social media and uh, remember that your feedback and your shares, they always brighten up uh, my and our guests' uh, life even despite sometimes we don't have electricity <laughs> to brighten it physically. <laughs> so, please don't forget to do it. And on this uh, note, enjoy our today's episode. Have you ever considered adding a fitness element to your ballet dance classes? This can significantly help you to get more students through the door and, most importantly, retain them and earn more money. Check out Sharky the Belly Dance Workout. The founder of the system, Orid, shares how teaching belly dance fitness transformed her own career in a way no performance opportunities ever could. In her course, you will receive tips on how to teach and get ready for the class, including ready-made class choreos, as well as useful insights on business aspect of this activity. Join Sharky's three-month instructor academy that features an online course, weekly coaching sessions, and business training. You leave with razor-sharp teaching skills and best practices for your teaching business. Enrollment is now open for the next Sharky Instructor Academy beginning January 2nd. Apply at sharkey.com teach. It's S-H-A-R-Q-U-I dot com slash teach. Direct link in the show notes. Hello, dear Anna. I am very happy to see you, to hear you, and thank you for agreeing to join me today on the Balladance Life podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I'm also so happy to be a part of this beautiful podcast, and thank you for the invitation, and I will be happy to speak with you, too. 
about any topics. <laughs> well, uh, I'm glad to hear it. And uh, the first topic that, of course, I feel kind of have to start is asking, how are you doing? How is everything? I know in Ukraine, obviously, it's a very tough situation. And you are in Ukraine. You were also traveling to some festivals. But in general, how are you doing? Is anything that Baladon's community can do to help support you? Or how things are for you personally right now? Uh, like, of course, in general, it's so difficult to live now in this period of time, in this difficult period of time, because of difficult uh, flight, of internet, of uh, air alarms, uh, all of this happen in our country now. But, uh, you know, thanks God, dance helped me to, like, I go, like, in another world. When I dance, everything, like, uh, perfect, I feel myself good. Of course, when I stopped, I understand that now it's, like, real time. Now it's horrible things happen. But, um, you know, it's good that also belly dance community help each other. We also, like, you know, have uh, a lot of charity workshops. Also, I was having around two or three charity workshops for our Ukrainian girls and also for uh, all girls who wanted to support Ukraine. They can send money for charity projects. So it's really good that even in that difficult time our girls uh, dance our girls try to learn to take part in competition even online or travel to like another competition so you know ukrainians so strong so strong people who can uh, do everything even in this difficult situation so you know we try to be alive and we try believe in better things that everything will stop soon that our country will be like of course it will not be like before but will be i hope that will be better will be peacefully the most important have peace and after mm -hmm. that we can do anything yeah ukrainians definitely are strong but let's hope they don't need to show this kind of strength for long much more longer, let's say. Let's hope we will not have much of the situations in the future. For you, you mentioned that dance really helped you to overcome this, um, to process or at least processing right now, like this uh, situation and this pressure. Um, how fast uh, you got back into dancing or did you interrupt dance activities or didn't interrupt? Because every dancer in Ukraine has their own stories and some still don't dance, some came back or tried never to stop dancing. How was that for you? Uh, like from first day of war start, I think I'm not dancing around one month or more because, you know, I'm not feel... I feel like it's not good to dance in that time. Like I feel that I will make big mistake or it will be, you know, like something bad if I will dance in this time. And like around one month, uh, it was difficult for me mentally and physically to back to dance. I always, you know, like uh, check my news, 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 and that's all. And uh, after that, I understand that... Mm, no one know how many time it took. Of course, we believe in better that it will finish soon and soon we will have normal life. But, you know, dance helped me back in normal life for a little, little bit, little bit. Not, of course, at all, but little bit. And, of course, it's like my work. So, of course, I need to like you know work for life also and also for my mental health it's also helped me when I dance I feel myself 
better, better, 100% uh, better. And, you know, I start step by step. I feel that also girls ask me to have like lessons. I start uh, first time uh, after one month's break. I, it was charity workshop. I was make charity workshop for Ukrainian girls. It was like one project. And after that, I also make uh, like organized by my own uh, charity workshops for foreign foreign dancer. They can, you know, like uh, charity for projects or something like this. And I buy a lot of stuff like food, uh, you know, like for children who come from this occupied uh, parts of Ukraine and some, you know, like things which need, which people mm -hmm. need. So I feel myself better when I understand that I help someone. Okay, it's not, you know, like big help, like one million dollar or something like this, but this small help, uh, I feel myself better after that. And step by step, I back to normal individual lesson and group lesson. Of course, I make less price for Ukrainian dancer because I understand that the situation with economic also not good. So I make for them like special price with like this and you know step by step i back uh, to like my ritmo and also this invitation on festivals not in ukraine like abroad also helped me you know f even for a few days feel myself like before even when i come to festival i feel like oh my god it's like the same feelings which i feel before like festival people leave people enjoy people you know like speak and I can, you know, hug everyone, not just, you know, like online or just calls. So it's really like helped me to feel myself better. And also I'm so thankful for every organizer because uh, when war starts, they ask me, if you need, you can come to my home. We can help you. Just tell me what you need. And it's really, I feel that belly dance community, it's really, you know, like one strong family which can help you in any situation, even distance. It's no problem for us. So I really, you know, happy also about it. Mm -hmm. And for you also, I feel that dance is uh, especially important because it's all your life, basically, you are in dance. How old uh, you were when you start uh, ballet dancing? Uh, belly dance I started I think at eight at eight years old when I was small first first dance for me it was like ballroom you know like children choreography ballroom and after that I decided to try something new so I tried belly dance and I feel myself that yes it's my style I wanted to continue that style I fell in love from my first step and then this was that your decision to try belly dance at eight years old how did it happen um, you know, it was like, you know, like, not seriously decision. It was like for trying because like all my friends from, be from ballroom group, they go to try belly dance. So I say, why not? If all my friends go to try, maybe I will try also, maybe I will like it. And like from, I think from first step, you know, when I listen to this music, when I uh, see these movements, I understand, oh my God, I fell in love, fell, fell in love with this style. And after that, like long time, I make both, both styles. And it was time to decide it, to choose just one because it's difficult to make both of styles. And I choose belly dance like I feel it <laughs> do you know now why did it happen this way that you're saying that all your group of ballroom dancing 
children ball rulers suddenly tried belly dance. How, what there's a special, I don't know, program, decision, initiative from someone? How did that, because that's not that typical. Or was that typical that years? It was, uh, you know, because we have the same teacher for ballroom dance and for belly dance. She uh, teach us both of these styles. So, of course, she told to have big group, you know, like to start from something. She told all ballroom group, let's go, let's go try to belly dance. Maybe you will like. So, you know, I think half of ballroom uh, group choose belly dance after. <laughs> so maybe it's good decision. We have changed. Many years after today, you are a teacher yourself. In your opinion today, right now, do you think eight years old, is it too young to start belly dancing? Is it not too young? What's your approach to this? I think, you know, for me, if you start earlier, it will be better because you will have more experience in your like of course of course when we are kids we don't understand what we want in future like we just want to enjoy oh my god something new we try something oh my god it's funny of course from this first step like someone need to support you for example for me it was my parents who support me who told me that like like you need You need to be, you need to train, you need to take part in competition, you need to train more to be better. So, you know, they show me way which I need to choose. And after that, when I grow up, I understand more. I feel that, of course, to be first one, I need to train a lot. To be like winner, I need to train more. So I think when we are child, when we are small, uh, we need to have someone help us uh, to be in right way and also it's helped me when I um, it's helped me because I start young because I learn a lot of things from I think from nine years old I like usually I visit a lot of workshops a lot of classes so I you know I like I was like catching all all all, all styles all, all or all movement and after that So I create my own style, so it's really helped me because I have a lot of information which I can create in my own way. Like so it's it's really good and helpful for dancers. You know that's interesting because typically when we are talking about stories of belly dance as a potential career and you're talking about young people, not even children, but I mean young like pre-university or early university age, usually the story goes that parents are very concerned, like belly dance as a career, like are you serious? Like it's typical story. And here we have that basically your parents supported you a lot and pushed like all train, competitions, workshops. And it kind of feels it's very, not to say typical, but belly dance in Ukraine is very popular among children very popular and 90% of that decision is part of the decision of parents to either bring children to balladance classes or to allow them like even if it's children one but it's still <laughs> parents decision basically uh, and it's treated very differently like even in your case what do you think is um, the reason for such contrast because It's really, like, if you're not talking about Ukraine, if you're talking about worldwide situations, stories typically go opposite direction. <laughs> mm, yeah, 
I think, I think from my childhood, uh, parents understand that it can be my potential profession. And um, also, you know, like it's it's happened step by step. <laughs> I don't know, like I go to festival, I win, uh, like they invite me to teach. And after, you know, it was like step by step, someone invite me, someone invite me, invite me, and it starts to be like my profession. And I feel that it's good variation for me because I make what I love because like for myself I'm like I don't I don't like to you know to sit and work like make something in computer or to be you know like this I'm more you know creativity person and I feel that this kind of profession is perfect for me because uh, I can travel for first I can meet different people different energy I can make what I love and it's my work, like it's, you know, it's everything together. So it's perfect, perfect for me. And I think my parents also understand it from my first like step in belly dance. They understand that I love it. Maybe not from first step. They uh, decided that, yes, it's 100% will be profession. But, you know, they make everything to help me to be successful in this way. Uh, they helped me to come to different festivals, to travel, to take part in different festivals, not just in Ukraine, also out of Ukraine. Of course, it was like kind of expensive because like plane and uh, hotel and everything, it was expensive. But uh, I'm so thankful for them that they helped me, even if it was, even it was hard, but they help me they you know support me so it's really good it was good 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 for me and i'm so thankful for them you are so young and yet you spent so many years already in ballet dance industry have you ever had moments of disappointments that was like, ah that i mean i don't know doesn't work out or maybe i did a mistake maybe you dream about thoughts about other potential profession did it ever happen to you it was i think one time when i was uh, young when i started belly dancing uh it was i think my first or second competition and i took part i think in wrong nomination i danced show nomination in oriental so i took the last place and I was so, so sad, you know, it's like first, first kind of first competition. And I think that I need to be first one. Oh, my God, if not first one, <laughs> nothing. So I took last place and I was so sad and I cried and I told, I will never dance again, belly dance. I'm not successful in this way. No, never. So I, I wanted to stop with all of this. I don't want anything. And again, my mother, <laughs> she like told me like, no, if you wanted to be first one, you need to try train more you need to make practice more not uh, all successful people not was first one from first step they long long way to be successful to be like first one to be the best one so not cry go to dance hall train and after you will see result and really on next competition i took i think first or second place and i was so happy and so proud of myself and i understand uh, that even in this belly dance community belly dance life not everything easy you need to work hard to be successful and to be like the best one 
every time. Even now, you need to learn to work, to make something new, to learn something new, to be always, you know, like interesting for people. How many competitions did you take in your career? Have you ever counted? Oh, oh my God, I think a lot. I think a lot. I even not counted. In Ukraine, I think it's like around more than 60 or 100, I think something like this, because like, I think every weekend I have competition. Okay, not every weekend, maybe every two or three weeks I have competition and I dance around like 10 nomination or 11 in one competition because I dance like eight solo nomination and two or three group nomination and improvisation and something like that. So it was like so hard competition every time. Oh, wow. When did your first invitation to teach abroad came? Uh-huh, abroad. Um, I think it was... Uh, Achlan was Achlan festival in Cairo and this is first invitation was such a big invitation because it's like such a big festival and for me it was kind of stress because I was so worried how workshop will going how many people will come because I was like I think 12 12 or 13 years old something like that and I was so 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 nervous because I think oh my god like I'm I'm child and someone will attend my workshop they will like my wor- workshop and how to speak English because like my English was good but not perfect and I was scary about everything but thanks god i was having like eight or nine people so it was really like a victory for me <laughs> and uh, all was successful all people was happy and um, really after that festival festival i um, have more invitation and uh, you know it's like big step in my career because all people see that I teach her on such a big festival and they start to invite me. And next year, I have really a lot of trips. I was having like Spain, from Spain to Korea, from Korea to China and again Spain and Italy and different countries. And I was like, wow, I was so happy about that. Wow, 12 years old teaching at Ahlan Wasahlan Festival. And then having a touring career all over the world. How did you manage to combine it with school? Oh, it was kind of difficult. And thanks God that my teacher, uh, they understand everything. They help me, you know, to, to make like quickly test or like, okay, close, close eyes if I not go on lessons. Like they help me a lot uh, and they understand that I, like, I travel. It's like my work. Now it was like my work, so they support me, and it's really, really, really big, 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 big surprise was for me because you know normally in Ukraine teachers say no, you need to study, you need to be in school every time, no travel, no everything, but I was surprised that kind of teacher I have, and I was so thankful for them. Speaking about traveling these days. Because you're still like in this, uh, what, eight, nine months, uh, you are primarily based in Kiev still, but you yes. traveled a lot on festivals. And I know that traveling abroad from Ukraine is now a different topic. So how did it change compared to regular, regular traveling time before 
before the mm. war started. Oh my God, it changed a lot because like before, I'm going directly to Borispil airport and like, like I sit in plane and flight everywhere I want. But now I need to go by bus firstly, it's around like 14 or 15 or more hours to Warsaw, Poland. And after there, like wait seven hours before plane because I always took uh, plane tickets few hours before bus arrived because we don't know what will happen on abroad or how many hours took our road. So after that, uh, from Warsaw, I travel like like before from Kiev. But the most difficult is this long way. For example, in Saudi Arabia. And I travel there three days. Firstly, I come from Kiev to Lviv by train, from Lviv to Budapest by bus, after from Budapest to Istanbul, and from Istanbul to Jeddah to Saudi Arabia. So it took for me 50, I think 52 hours. And of course, I was so, so tired and like, it's so difficult. But, you know, like, it's good that we have mm, this opportunity. It's better that not have anything. So it's good. We have opportunity like this. So I'm thankful for uh, every people who make uh, this opportunity for us because it's help us. These days you are also a teacher yourself. Uh, what are the youngest students that you have uh, in your classes? Um, you know, I think like mm, I was teaching uh, five or six years old children. It was like, I think during one month, I was teaching for them. It was the youngest uh, students which I have. And it was interesting experience because, you know, with young um, child, you always need to have full of energy. You always need to create some interesting story. Oh, now we make shimmy and we run there and we make something like this, you know, so like stories for children be interesting, you know, and, and it was like kind of difficult, but interesting. Mm, and like uh, other students, it was like, like a any age, I have different ages. And with any ages, uh, it's interesting to work, you know, each age have uh, like, you know, different energy, different, you know, like way of teaching. So it's interesting experience also. What's your favorite age to work with? Oh, good question. <laughs> you know, like I think teenagers, but also with teenagers, there's sometimes uh, some kind of problems because, you know, like this teenagers age when everything change and change, uh, they have changing mind and everything. And it's difficult to speak sometimes with them. If you tell them like mistakes, they can say, oh, like this, be nervous and something like this. But it's good. Like teenagers, because, you know, they're so, 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 so uh, energy. And also they like to work a lot to be successfully also. So it's interesting age for me, like for working. In your opinion and in your experience, uh, what is more difficult to deal with young students? And I mean young any age until they become adult, like let's say uh, until teenager, or to deal with their parents? 
Oh, good question. I think parents for sure, for sure, for sure. Sometimes, you know, sometimes mm, children can be like without any problems. They like speak and train and everything good. But parents, um, sometimes they have not understandable feelings. Like they told, you not work enough with my children you not you know good <laughs> enough work with my children if uh, for example if uh, students not win in competition who who uh, mistake uh, this mistake of course teacher they not think that maybe like student not work enough of course teacher it's teacher's mistake <laughs> like teacher make all of this so of course mm, I try to find way for each parent and for each student because there's different kind of uh, parents, different types of students. And for everyone, you need to find a way, speak, work, uh, like discuss all details. Some parents uh, like very, very, very thankful for me. And we like, you know, like speak like a family. And I, I like more this type of you know, the relationship between me and parents. We like like friends, you know, like we discuss everything, they ask advice, they like so thankful for me. And it's it's really good because parents support me, parents support his child. And like, it's good, it's good combo. It's successful combo in future. It's better than have fighting and make something, you know, under my back, not even ask me I don't like this way so like this <laughs> uh, have you ever had issues uh, especially with parents uh, considering your age because you start teaching very young it's also not that yeah. typical and for I bet for many parents they saw you as a child <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah of course uh, like Sometimes it happened before with me, uh, if something going wrong, for example, in competition or they don't like something what's happened, like with places in competitions that sometimes uh, they can tell that you are not old enough or you are not so talented enough or, or you're not so professional enough. And after this, you know, words, I have question. Why you come to dance with me? Why you teach why you learn from me? Why why your child learn from me if I'm not professional enough? Why few like days before you told me that you are really good and we are so happy to be with you, but after next day you told me that I'm not enough professional or not enough old for your child. So you know it depends on parents, and it depends of mm, you know like character, I think for sure also, and respect. Because even if I'm young, I'm teacher of your child. You need to respect me because I give my power, I give my information, I give my, you know, like energy to your child. And after that, you show me not respect. So it's not good. Like, I don't like this way. And it's really sometimes make me feel sad because we have a lot of good young teachers. Some of them can be the same like an old one teacher because, you know, young generation, they mm, learn more. They work on themselves more because uh, like 
how I see uh, teachers who more older, they not learn a lot, they not improve their styles. They have one style which they have from long, long time. They understand that this style everyone love and they don't want, you know, to change something, to, change, to make something new, like what's popular now. But young generation, they always search for something new. Oh, they saw that there's important now, there's famous now. Okay, I will catch it and make it my own way. Oh, I saw that this costume is like famous now. Okay, I will make it my uh, way. So it's good. It's good because they improve themselves, they work, they learn, they learn really a lot. So sometimes uh, I can tell that young teacher more interesting for me than like like more older. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have coaching for teaching? Like I know you had a lot of different coaches in your life as a dancer, but um, even in these questions on how to deal with difficult students, or in this case, difficult parents of students, uh, and how like you know process and not let it hit you personally, mm-hmm. because here in this kind of thing, especially at young age like this, it can really shake the confidence in yourself. But did you ever have a coaching that helped you to teach to deal with teaching subjects? Uh, like, uh, I think uh, in the same age, like 13 or 14, I was have my first group, dance group. It was like children. And my first teacher, she uh, told me that, okay, I will go- give you this group. You can try to teach and I will help you in any, like, if you will have any question, ask me. Because she have, uh, you know, she study in university, uh, this psychology and also how to, you know, like teach. So uh, she helped me also in all my questions. When I was young, honestly, I was so strong and was so, you know, like angry teacher every time I wanna from students, every time make everything correct, successful, no mistake at all. If you not make something correct, it's not good way. So I really, now I understand that I was really so, so, so strong uh, teacher before. Now I... I think I start to be more kind, you know, like less, less angry for everyone, like more kind. But uh, before, if I have any troubles in teaching, she helped me. She helped me. She told me, not this way. It's not a good way to teach. Maybe try to change a little bit to be, you know, like more kind, like keep calm a little bit, like like this. She like, you know, uh, help me, teach me how to be a really good teacher and also like uh, now also I study like uh, psychology in university so I start also to understand a little bit like psychology of people and also we have like subject like uh, teaching also how to teach correct so until now I improve my teaching skills so like I think in when I was child and when I like teach my first teacher helped me she told me how to make correct this way how to make correct this way and also sometimes mother told me not be so angry be more kind (laughs) so (laughs) it's like combo all people helped me and i'm so thankful for that that now i'm more kind teacher 
Well, okay, I'm gonna make one comment here because we have listeners from different countries from all around the world and I had experience of like, you know, dealing and living in different countries in ballet and sphere and I absolutely sure someone is sitting now and thinking about what a crazy situation it is that adult teacher would put 13 years old girl to teach even younger children somewhere. For someone, it, it sounds just absolutely crazy. Uh, knowing what's in Ukraine happening in, in ballet dance world and the mentality and how things go and like, I kind of said, okay, that's, uh, it's not typical, but it's, it, it's happening to situations and they're happening for, with good intentions and for good reasons. So <laughs> I'm just going to give this comment because I'm pretty sure part of the listeners are in shock right now. Like, just like, <laughs> what, what is going on? Uh, but, um, Continue the topic of teaching with kids because you are really like you started with it and you are now big. You have a lot of students from different ages. When we're talking about group classes, in-person group classes, do you think allowing parents to be present during the class, does it help or does it not help? And do you do? Do you allow your parents to sit in the class? Mm. For example, if it's individual lessons, sometimes like parents ask me, uh, it's allowed for us like to sit and watch our individual lesson. For me, I think it's no problem. Like uh, it's better uh, when parents see everything. Then um, if something you know like happen, children can lie for their parents. Like if something you know going wrong, they can lie. Oh, she like. They make like this, something like this, and parents, of course, believe their child. They will not believe me, they will believe their child. And I was having one situation like that. Uh, one of, uh, like, I'm, it's, it's, she's not my student now, but um, before, like, after lesson, um, I told her mistake, like, you not make this correct, you need to, like, change it because it's not good, like, let's work with that. And she was sad that she had mistake in her dance. And she told her mother that she's screaming on me, she told me bad words for me. And I, and I was shocked because, oh my god, I never, like, I never scream. Without, of course, without no reason, I never scream. But especially in this lesson, I not scream at all. I never say bad words for my students so oh my god it's not my way it's not good to say any bad words to students even if they make something wrong you can make this in more correct cute way but of course mother believed her daughter and it was you know like a um, little bit for me misunderstanding because i and i told next time i will put camera on your lesson or you can see it you know, together with your daughter on lesson to see everything and to understand everything. So it was, you know, kind of not understandable for me. So now for me, it's no problem if parents wanted to sit on lesson. Like if they want, if they wanted to see process, if they wanted to see how I work with their child, of course, no problem. I not make anything wrong or anything bad. So, of course, you can see it. <laughs> you can watch everything and understand that everything correct in my teaching like this. And for group classes? Uh, also for group, for me, it's like no problem. Of course, it depends also of uh, students because some girls, they don't like when they sit unless 
because you know like in ukraine mothers are so like emotional even when they dance they can tell oh oh change your uh, like position oh smile more smile more and oh, you know some of students are angry because mama i dance not tell me everything i have teacher but you know sometimes it's good but sometimes it's make nervous students so it depends also i agree okay parents wanted to sit i agree and also i ask uh, if my student agree if no of course like sorry but parents will <laughs> wait outside because it's like it's not good when students feel not comfortable on lesson uh have you ever dealt with situations that student a child has absolutely no interest and no enthusiasm in learning ballet dance but parents are pushing no you have to you go to class etc did you ever experience mm-hmm. these situations good question i need to think i think i think thank god never i meet with this kind of uh, students of course you know in some period of time uh how i say before like children need some push from parents like uh, for example they start to learn belly dance oh they're so happy students they wanted to make more 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 they wanted to come to workshops to take part in competition but there's kind of period of time when they have you know like teenager age when they have you know like uh, different another interest uh, i think everyone who have teenager or who was teenager understand what i mean you know like go to speak with friends go to cinema you know go walking not dance uh, and like go to uh, any other like restaurant cafe and not make hard work uh, in that time i think it's important to parents to push little bit their child to be in you know in correct way to not go side and um, to continue what they make before and after that that i understand um, that it's correct that parents push and after that child will tell parents thank you because they you know not go wrong way they go right way they continue to do what they love and after that they see that it's correct it's good So I think in this way it's good. But if 100% uh like student don't want to do that or you see that it's not it's not the uh, children way not push them because it will be not art for them it will be not like enjoy for them. It will be like oh my god again this dance. Oh my god I don't want to go on this dance classes. Not make this. Choose another style or choose another kind of art it's better than push you know push push without anything did you had that uh, teenage transition period in your life that you kind of prefer to go somewhere else except of dance class <laughs> i know it's objective question difficult to say about ourselves but <laughs> i think i don't have time for that <laughs> so um i think before this part of my life parents pushed me before <laughs> not in this period before because you know i even not have time to like meet with my friends or go cinema like every weekend because every weekend i have competition 
during week I have study and I have when I also dance belly dance in ballroom, I have around four or five hours training every day. So like five day per week I was training, I was study and I come to dance hall at four o'clock and I back at eight o'clock, made my homework and go sleep. And it was my day in the morning was school. So all my day was school, dance hall, sleep, school, dance hall, sleep. <laughs> On weekends, usually I was having like competition or like competition. I can have like maybe two or three free weekends per month. So in that time, of course, I go cinema, I go cafe, I relax a little bit or just, you know, like sleep at my home all day, watch movie and do nothing. Just relax, you know, just just do nothing. Um, so I think I don't have time for that. I don't have time for these kind of teenagers. <laughs> Did you have uh, many friends uh, among Baladin students with whom you maybe traveled or studied? Or no, it was kind of a long journey mostly for you. Uh, I think Baladins uh, give me a lot of friends. Like I find a lot of friends, uh, especially in belly dance community, like in belly dance, so like festivals or with some of my students, I'm also good friends. I can go with them to cafe. I can go with them to like uh, cinema and also parents of my student, good friends with my parents. So it's, you know, also good, 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 good uh, relationship between uh, like my students and my parents and me. And it's like, you know, feeling, feeling's good. But also I uh, find a lot of friends in competition, even who was in the same category with me. Uh, we can speak, we can be friends and it's normal. Of course, sometimes happen when even on competition, sometimes girls who compete with you, not so kind with you, you know, they can look at you like not good way, they can speak about you not good way, even now, even now I have situation like this, but you know, I just don't care, I try to be with people who have good energy, who have really, you know, honestly feelings, honestly friendship, so for me it's the most important, so in this way, also belly dance helped me to find <laughs> friends and good people around me. Actually, the reason why I asked one of the previous questions was about because of competition. The question that I asked was uh, if you dealt with a situation that child doesn't want to do belly dance and parent push. Because um, I remember after I lo for a long time I didn't uh, live in Ukraine and didn't take any part in U in events in Ukraine, and then I sometimes had opportunities to go to this festival or that festival and what i saw it's a big concentration of children <laughs> it's like primarily all festivals and all competitions like 80 percent it's for kids yeah. participants yeah, and when you see the whole, it's like a whole day long uh, event and sometimes two three days in a row and then you see like what i witnessed a lot and which made me every time very upset is a lot of faces of children very bored like they don't want to be there they are not really enjoying even going on stage really hardly smiling but their parents running afterwards to all judges to everyone to ask opinions it's like parents are more engaged and enthusiastic about this competition than children are that's why i asked like in your experience how typical it was to see this on a day-to-day -day class and i don't know if it's a different experience or 
different emotions kind of evolve or are highlighted at day-to-day classes or in competition uh, settings? <laughs> yeah, good question. And also, you know, on competition sometimes, children with sad faces also because they not took first places. How The same how my story, you know, like if you not took first place, you think that it's the end of everything. Like... You don't need to continue. If you not win, it means you are bad, you are nothing. You don't need to continue this way. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's sad because a lot of uh, dancers give, uh, like, they, they stop to dance because of that, because of competitions. And every time when my students go in competition, I told them, for a first, it's not sport. Belly dance, it's art. And you go on the stage for enjoy, you go for the stage to feel yourself uh, like good, to not be nervous or to not be, you know, angry if you not took first place. It's not good way. If you not took first place, it means you need to work a little bit more harder. But if you enjoy on the stage, it's it's perfect. It's the most important. Even for me, uh, before I not understand that. For me, competition was first places, first places. I need to talk first places. That's all, <laughs> nothing, nothing more. But after when I uh, start to stop to be in competition, I understand that <laughs> that performance for first it's enjoyment, it's art, it's not sport way. We're not fighting for you know for like gold or something like this. We go on the stage to show people art. After that, it's competition. Okay, you make everything to be winner. But first, it's art. It's art and your enjoyment. And if parents see that their child not feel any enjoyment to be on the festival, to be on workshops, to be on like competition, not push them, like it will not be successful. If your child don't want this, from the beginning. If from the beginning they want, but after something happens they don't want, okay, you can push a little bit. Because like any situation can make, you know, this turn in life. But if from the beginning for your child it's not interesting, not push them. Like give them choice. They can choose anything. Why belly dance? Because you want this. Because parents want this. No. For a first child needs to want this. Mm-hmm. It's the most important. For competitions, um, in your own experience, you basically, if to say roughly, but you build your career on competitions. You became famous by participating in so many competitions again and again and again. But even now, we are talking about this uh, situations when competitions are not perceived uh, really in a healthy way. And uh, they can harm a lot. So I actually have two questions on my mind. First, uh, do you really think that your students are treating your words uh, seriously when you say, oh, competition is not about first place? Because I something tells me, like, uh, knowing mentality of Ukrainian students, they probably say, yeah, 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 sure, 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 but, <laughs> etc. So how do you think, or maybe you have 
some tricky uh, tricks on how you present and to make sure that your words are heard. I don't know about that. But second, right away, I'll just ask them too at the same time. Do you think considering today's reality of positive and negative sides of competitions, do you think competitions in the way they are presented in Ukraine specifically, mm-hmm. because it got to extreme both sides of it, positive mm-hmm. and negative, but do you think it helps or harms more to people who are involved in belly dance? So mm-hmm. two questions. We can start first with, the, I know I started with one, but I was like, oh no, but there's another one too. So do you think students are treating your words seriously when you say, oh, competitions is first about performance and not victory? Of course, I understand and I feel that they told me, yes, yes, we are feel, but of course for seventh competition. Honestly, for me, it was like this. Also, when I was took part in competition, it was for me like this, because like Ukrainian mentality, we always wanted to be the best one. We hard hard worker and we always work, work, work to be successful, to be like best one, to took first place. It's the most important on competition. Uh, like I I try I try uh, to make my student hear my words <laughs> and uh, you know like hear what I told to them but uh, honestly I think they of course competition competition for them it's like fighting of course like it's normal of course it's normal but uh, I try I try to told them every time like enjoy of, okay, not uh, not forget about fighting. Of course, it's competition. You have, okay, you can fight, but enjoy, please enjoy. Because if you can see, if girl go on the stage nervous, you can see that she dance and her uh, hands shaken, her eyes it's like uh, coins, big one, and like she smiles so nervous. So you can see that, and you can see if girl go with enjoyment on the stage. You feel that, and also judges feel that. She smiles so, you know, so kind, and her movements, it's no, not stressful, you know, not like with electricity, and uh, she performs better if she enjoys. So it's, you know, it's part of uh, winning, uh, winning solution like, like this, how to win. <laughs> you need to enjoy a little bit. It will help you to win, for sure. And with all these comp- uh, discussions about uh, uh, benefits that it pushes to work, but at the same time, it's kind of the, you even use the word fighting, the competition is a fighting. Like, do you think <laughs> with all this push to maybe technique, but then possible hard hit on the confidence on pe- of people, especially of the child, children, do you think... Uh, competitions really help or they harm maybe we should i don't know find some other formats or solutions for this Mm. in your opinion Mm. now going through it yourself and seeing students who probably a lot of students you have disappointed students because it's impossible for everyone to get the first place it will be one person in like a nomination so mostly it's about disappointment but they also have experience they see experience of their teacher who was very successful at competitions at her age, but they maybe don't get it right now. So do you think it really is helping or harming the this idea of competitions in general in Belladance? I think competition have two sides. 
one positive, one negative. Negative, as you told, uh, like now, it's because of um, stress, because of these feelings after you not took first place. It's also about nervous, about uh, like everything, kind of, kind of this uh, stuff, you know. But positive way is it without competition, no one can see you. No one can understand that you are a good dancer. For example, in my career, uh, taking part, um, I think, mostly on competition abroad helped me to be more famous and more successful. Because usually now it's so uh, famous to have prize for first place, like in master category, to be a teacher on next year. So it's good opportunity. If you win, uh, next year you will teach. For example, this organizer will see how you look as teacher, not just dancer. Everyone sees that you are a good dancer, but no one sees how you look as, as teacher. So it's also a good opportunity for girls to, you know, to show themselves for organizer. And after that, another organizer can see you, can like your style, can like your way of teaching. Uh, so they can invite you on festivals and it's like, you know, like, one festival, another, 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 and it's like one by one, uh, you will have more invitation. Um, for example, in Ukraine, uh, I think we have not a lot of competition, whereas prizes is like teaching. But also, you know, if it's like championship of Ukraine, as we have before, or big festival with international teachers, not just, you know, Ukrainian teachers, also international teachers or with uh, also with Egyptian band. Sometimes we have uh, festivals there. So it's also good opportunity. Another, you know, mm, like teacher with another mind, for example, Egyptian. When they come to our uh, festival, sometimes they have another opinion about our dance. So it's also good to listen opinion from another side, you know, not from Ukrainian way, also from Egyptian way, because it's like it's like a country from where everything started. So it's interesting to listen their opinions. Uh, so for me, for me, competition have two sides, and of course, without the one side it can't be another side so if you have good nervous and if you are ready to not be always first competition is good variation for you uh, in any way especially if like you want to be really successful uh, better to go something abroad on big festivals like not small one big 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 festival where it's good prizes and we're surprised teaching because it uh, it will give you good you know like push in your career if you will win and if you will teach everyone will see wow you are teaching and wow i want to invite you and step by step like it will happen more usually well it's definitely the story of your success like competitions <laughs> brought you uh, to to the level of career that you have right now and inspiring so many uh, people around the world and uh, also so many people and children in Ukraine specifically like having this kind of example. 
So that's definitely a proof of effectiveness of for building a career to go through this path for sure. And speaking of your career and your realities right now, like what are your dreams, projects, ideas, and dance that you wish for for yourself at this point of your dance journey? <laughs> oh, um, like for sure, like uh, I like to travel, I like to have a lot of invitation and it's like, you know, my point to have a lot of festivals attend and visit cities where I never was before. Like it's every time interesting to meet people which I never met before, to meet with organizers, with different organizers, different kind of people. It's also interesting. And also there's, I have some idea of different projects. I hope it will be successfully soon. I just work on it. And uh, like I enjoy what I have now. I enjoy that I have uh, opportunity to travel, to teach for different people. And um, I'm really thankful for everyone who helped me in my career, in my way. And like I try to improve myself, to be better than yesterday, to continue to learn because it's important also never stop to learn something new because every day we have something new in our belly dance. So it's important to be, you know, like a, like in this way <laughs> to understand all uh, famous uh, styles or all famous movement. Uh, so it's also important for me. And of course, like now, because of its, you know, it's time now of social media and all of this, I try to, you know, also improve social media because it's also important for career. If we'll, if we'll go to this kind of career, it's also important to be not like good dancer because we have a lot, a lot of good dancer, but you need to uh, understand how to teach well. You need to understand how to communicate with your students. You need to make something new, even if you perform, to surprise your students, to surprise audience. And also you need to be, you know, like 24 per seven days, 24 hours per seven days, be active in your social media. You don't, you don't have time for a vacation, for a day without social media. Every time you need to post it something. And also it's helped me in my career. Also, because organizers, you know, search uh, me in social media, they see my video, they see that I have workshops in this country, so oh, maybe I will invite her in my country. So it's also good way and good type <laughs> of promotion. And uh, for your teaching activities, is these days uh, everything mostly online or do you teach also offline classes currently? Like how is it for you? Not talking about festivals or workshops, but regular classes, let's say. Yeah, I have uh, uh, two groups offline. I have like advanced group and beginners group. So it works offline and it's uh, i think it's more easy now than online because we have big troubles now with electricity i think twice or three times per day can take off and also problems with internet so during this week i have a lot of delayed 
classes because I don't have even connection. I even can't write for them that sorry, I we need to delay because I don't have any connection. Mobile coverage, uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. yes. So like before all of these problems I have a lot of and now of course and now I have a lot of online classes and I think mostly I work online than offline. For example, uh, during one day I can have like three or four online classes and just one offline, for example. So of course online is more. So this situation is not help me at all. <laughs> it's uh, like, you know, make my work less. But I hope, I hope soon everything will be good. And I try, you know, to survive. I try to find hours when I will have internet to put all my classes in that time and to work in this time. But of course offline it's for me, For me, it's more like uh, interesting because you feel energy of students. You can go to help students. You can uh, speak with them like normally. And, you know, it's like contact. Mm -hmm. But online also. After COVID, after COVID, online is like favorite type of uh, classes because during COVID, all classes was online. So first, when I started to teach online, I was so stressful. I said, oh, my God, I hate this online. I don't like it. Sometimes it's freezing. Sometimes internet not work. I can't feel student. I can't, you know, like touch them to show them how to do everything. But after, you know, step by step, I understand that it's like our reality. So I need to survive in this reality and um, to work in this way. Yeah, now you have another layer of difficulty, like with what you mentioned, electricity. Even for our this interview, we are like a little bit uh, worried. Like, would it happen or not? Would we have a luxury of one hour in the afternoon by give time to have electricity because they have like this, um, I don't know, blackouts or turn off electricity yeah. several times per day. Uh, and sometimes unpredictable schedules. So... We are lucky <laughs> that it didn't happen right now. <laughs> I'm so, so lucky. Yeah, but it's those stories of uh, teachers in Ukraine now, like showing, well, online class, you won't be able physically to, to run uh, if there's no internet and electricity, but even offline, like students shaming, practicing shaming with the light of candles around <laughs> the rooms. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so happy that a place where I teach offline they always have light <laughs> i'm so was so surprised about that but even if at my it's near my home even if i not have electricity or light at my home in my dance hall i have so i i was every time surprised but it's good i'm so happy about that like even if something happened with all light i think in this dance hall i will have light <laughs> Oh, always I can go there for a light. Wow, that's a nice surprise to have. Yes. Well, on this note, I would like to thank you once again for joining me today and for sharing your story and for sharing your experience. A lot of unusual things, I'm sure we talked for many listeners who are not used to listening about, like, you know, children in ballet dance or teaching children in ballet dance. I'm sure it was interesting and intriguing for many of our listeners. So thank you for sharing your experience as a dancer and as a teacher. And I wish you good luck with all your upcoming 
projects, uh, all your upcoming, all your dreams and plans uh, and hopes for your journey. And before I ask our final question of the interview, I also would like to ask you, so where can our listeners connect with you? Do you have any favorite social media that you can direct them to? And okay. either any projects or events, festivals, maybe early 2023 that you have already on your calendar that you can share where people can catch you in person around the world. <laughs> Yeah, for first, I want also to say thank you so much for invitation. It was really so kind conversation. I was so happy to speak with you to discuss all of these topics. It was really so interesting and I'm so thankful for you. And about social media, I think like the most interesting and the most useful for me is Instagram. Like most most of time I spend there and I posted every time there. And like uh, in 2023, uh, I will be in March in Italy. After I will be in Korea. After we can see each other in Greece in January or in Barcelona in June. Or Saudi Arabia, if someone <laughs> wanted to come to this interesting country, and also China. So I have a lot of kinds of uh, festivals, and also like Cairo. So you can find everything in my Instagram. I have like shadows there. And if anyone will have any questions, they can ask me in Instagram or, or Facebook, any social media. I try to answer as quickly as I can. So welcome, welcome to any social media. <laughs> well, I will include links to your social media to the show notes so all our listeners we can easily find and their information and connect with our amazing guest. And uh, I would like to summarize our conversation with a traditional question, which I ask every single guest, regardless of what we talked during the interview. And I'm very excited to hear your uh, answer because we didn't exactly talked about that. So the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again, so you keep doing it for so many years? Uh, I think um, I inspired of each, uh, you know, small details in belly dance, uh, music, uh, movements, performance, workshop, you know. Uh, I can listen oriental music even in car. Uh, I can listen it like normal music and it, every time it inspired me if I listen, if I find any new music, it's like wow for me, I try to dance, I try to practice with this music. Even performance, you know, like each performance for me it's like Oh, something, oh my God, something special. I like to perform a lot. I like, I like to perform. I like to, you know, to feel how audience love my dance. These feelings when they applaud to you, when they look at you, you know, with like, wow. And it's really, you know, like inspired me a lot. Also, when I see successful of my students, I feel myself really proud because I understand that part of me inside my student when i see uh, students on workshop when i see how they're interested in my topic how they're interested in my style i feel myself oh my god i'm so happy and understand that i'm in right place in right time you know in right way and i'm so so like excited and happy about that and you know every trip every festival uh inspired me 
because I meet new people, I meet new, you know, dancers, and uh, I feel new feelings about each country, and in each country, different people. So it's also <laughs> inspired me. So you know, every day I fell in love more and more and more with belly dance, uh, and I understand that you know, like belly dance, I think it's more than half of my life. It's like all my life from my childhood. I dancing, so I can't even imagine my life without belly dancing. Even if I go on vacation, I can't stay one week without belly dancing. Even there, I try to dance somewhere. <laughs> Maybe not belly dance, but something, something that way. So it's my life. I fell in love with this style, with this belly dance, and I wish the same for everyone who dance this style. That's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and before you leave, don't forget to screenshot and share it with your friends. The more people get inspired, the better it is for our dance community. Until next time, keep shimming and see you soon. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free.